Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host here with your co-host, Chris, the fantasy expert. And in today's show, we will be reacting to week 13 of the fantasy season, the last week of the fantasy regular season. We are recording this on Monday. It drops on Tuesday. So right now when we're recording this, there are still three games to go in this week 13. There's two Monday night games, one Tuesday night game. There's the... um, 49ers-Buffalo game, the Washington football team versus the Steelers. That's on Monday. Then on Tuesday, the game that you guys – I mean, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, the game Cowboys and Ravens has still not happened yet. But um, we're going to have a lot to react to. There's a lot of guys that probably got you a playoff spot, a lot of guys that probably blew your chances at a playoff spot. And we'll talk about all of that. And then we'll give our waiver wire segment – or we'll, we'll do our waiver wire segment, excuse me. We'll give our waiver wire players, give our top five mm-hmm. ads who are owned in 40% or less of ESPN leagues, and then give a deep sleeper who is owned in 10% or, or less than 10% of ESPN leagues. And Chris is typing something in reactions. Is this Giants team for real? He just oh, let's go. Added in a new reaction, but I guess we can include it. But, yeah, Chris, as a Giants fan, is pretty happy that they beat the Seahawks. And mm-hmm. with a bat- very, very happy. We'll get to that. We can, we all, that's just like a introduction to that. Thing. We'll get we'll to get that. To We've got a lot to talk about first. <laughs> uh, as, as you know, Chris, as we were preparing for this show. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. Let's get it. We, let's, we got a news drop this time, and then we got a new drop. We have our news drop and our new drop because we've got a reactions drop. But first, we're going to do our news drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't. I was about to say, I'm surprised you stayed quiet and then you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, so I just had to get that. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Let's do some news. News. All right. So we've only got one piece of news today, and um, it was pretty quick. So I guess the Jets, I mean, it makes sense that they were not happy with their defensive coordinator. And, but the Jets, the Jets, I, I mean, I'm sure you know they dropped to 0-12. If you didn't watch the game, you may not know in exactly what fashion. So what happened? The Jets, they were winning 28-24 to after a go-ahead touchdown. Who's, I don't remember who scored the go-ahead touchdown, Chris. Was it? Uh, like, oh, oh uh, it was uh, Ty Johnson. Oh, yeah, that's uh, – yeah, Ty Johnson because Frank Gore left that game with a concussion. And the Raiders mm-hmm. – um, or no, wait, I guess they scored the go-ahead touchdown. The Raiders turned the ball over. The Jets ran the ball, gave it up with about 50 seconds to go. The Raiders had no timeouts, completed a pass to Darren Waller over the middle for 29 yards. Then they – I think there was an incompletion to Nelson Aguilar after that, which left about – uh, 10 seconds. I mean, I'm, those were the key plays of the drive. So by then, there were about mm-hmm. 10 seconds left. And the Jets, the Jets are about to win. The Raiders are at the 46-yard line of the Jets. They're going to get their first win. They're not going to get to 0-16. Adam Gase is not going to forever live in infamy, at least not yet, until he stays with the team and gets another 0-16 season. <laughs> <laughs> last play of the game, or not last play, but like pretty much last play of the game. This is Hail Mary time. Derek Carr takes the snap. Engage eight blitz comes in. Eight blitzers coming in on a play where they need 46 yards to win the game. Their defensive coordinator, Greg Williams, blitzes eight guys. The blitz doesn't do anything because the Jets' defense is bad. Derek Carr steps up, throws this nice little sidearm ball way up in the air. Like, that was a high, high pass. Mm -hmm. High up. Henry Ruggs, who else, just sprints past the defense. That corner just had given up. 
He was like, I don't know who it was. Well, it's not that he'd given up. He's facing the fastest player in the league, and there's no safety. I know, back. And then, then he gave We're me playing me. cover zero. He was They're so playing. sad. He looked so sad, giving up. Henry Ruggs, touchdown. That is the game. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. That was crazy. Wait, <sighs> let's see if we crazy. can get this. I, tr I played the sound effect, and it did not play. Hmm. Let's see if we can get the sound effect in here. Oh, my gosh. It's literally... Oh, that's so stupid! No, I was about to play the sound effect, and it wouldn't uh -oh. play. Okay, let's Oof. try one. Gavin, I had a, a sad trombone sound effect, if you guys are curious. Okay, no, I, I think I can play it, though. If it ever loads, please. Please. Okay, well, whatever. A anyway, let's move on. But the Jets fired Greg Williams, their defensive coordinator. Was that you playing it, or are you just saying it? Listen. Here. <laughs> How'd you find that? That's the or not that's not the same one that I had, but mm. yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, here I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up one more time, see if we can get the actual one. But, mm -hmm. Um so but yeah, I guess they, they fired the defensive coordinator. Adam Geese is not gone yet, which is the bad move. But I mean they, they at least fired somebody, right, Chris? Yeah, that's that's good. Very good. I mean they, they've, they're part of the way through the process now. Yeah. All right. So let's just set this up again. Last play of the game, 46 yards, Henry Ruggs, touchdown, game over. Jets drop to 0 and 12. We're so close, everyone. What? Why is it not playing? The turkey sound played fine a couple weeks ago. <laughs> okay, no, no. I have one last resort. Uh, I'll go to the site where I found it from. Oh, by the way, the one you used was public domain. Is that public domain, Chris? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, good. good. Thank you. Um, let's see. I will look it up. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'll try to find it. Um, I don't want to play the reactions drop yet. We don't have anything more to talk about in news. We got to go to reactions and play the new drop. But I've got to play this, and I think I've got it this time. It would have been so much better if I could have just set it up. Henry mm -hmm. Ruggs, game-winning touchdown. Jets drop to 0-12. Yeah, you heard it right. Just making sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. It's working. Yay. All right. Well, we've got another new piece of music here, and it is uh, for reactions. So we're going to react to the games. And, oh, we already did our first reaction anyway. Although... Um, you know, I mean, we could just talk about it again, but let's just play the reaction. Drop. Reactions. All right. Well, we've reacted. <laughs> we haven't reacted yet, but we've played the drop. The drop is mm -hmm. pretty nice, I would say. Not going to lie. Um, and the first reaction is, I mean, the Jets lose in style to drop to 0-12, and, and that's what the note sheet says. That's what happened. But, I mean... We all know what what we we all know that already. So let's move on to the next job. Sorry, I'm distracted trying to get this fireplace sound effect over here. But um, the second big games, Chris. Why don't you read us the biggest games from Week 13, guys? That would have maybe gotten you into the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, for one, Calvin might be going to the playoffs. Uh, kind of sad. Calvin and I both are in the playoffs. Probably, or if Calvin doesn't win, but luckily enough for him. He had Darren Waller. Uh, he's got, I think we calculated it. According to ESPN, now, 
Calvin and I both think that Calvin has a little bit better chance of what ESPN is giving him, but uh, combining percentages and using our uh, Algebra 2 math facts, Calvin and I have come to the conclusion that uh, that he has somewhere in probably around a 35% chance to win, I'd say, because we think he has a little bit better than what we're giving him. So, I mean, we'll see. I, I it's would kind of say I'm more likely – like, I think I'm going to win. That's the most likely possibility. But the thing is, there's three possibilities. Like, I win because there's, like, three different games. There's, like, I win – or, no, there's two different games. I win and the team loses. We both win or we both lose. Mm-hmm. So, there's, like, three different possibilities. So, I would say that the most likely one is m- me winning and them losing, which is – I'd actually put it around 40%. So, I'd, I'd say if I had to predict, I think I make the playoffs. But it's far, far, far from a guarantee. And, um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I yeah. guess we can – Let's go back to our first reaction for a second because I've got a sound effect. And, Chris, I know you said you didn't want to play it, but I'm playing it anyway. Greg Williams is fired. Adam Gase is next, hopefully, unless they continue saying he's part of the solution. But, I mean, he's definitely on the hot seat, right, Chris? Mm-hmm. We've got a hot seat sound effect here. I mean, there's a lot of coaches on. We should play this whenever a coach is on the hot seat. And Adam Gase, if you hadn't realized it already, is officially on the hot seat. He's on the hot seat. All right. Well, yes, yeah, so you talked about Darren Waller. Derek Carr also had a big game. It, it was just really tearing up against the, the poorest Jets defense. Wait, Chris, could you still hear that when I switch tabs? Yeah, I can still hear it. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, it was just really against the poorest Jets defense. I mean, and Derek I Carr, after coming it. off of a game of zero, he actually was QB1 on the week. Can you – I can think you can trust him in a – not trust him, but start him in a really good matchup. But Darren Waller, 13 receptions, 200 yards, two touchdowns. The Jets were just terrible that game. One of the reasons, like that was the last straw with Greg Williams. And now, and then also Corey Davis in a game where uh, the Titans scored 35 points. He's been quietly consistent throughout this year. Got 29.7 though against a bad Cleveland pass defense. I think Corey, I mean, Corey Davis can be started with the right matchup. Cleveland was a really easy matchup and he took advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of tough because it feels like some games – I honestly feel like Corey Davis is the number one receiver. Obviously, I'd like to start A.J. Brown over him right now. But, uh, I mean, it's just because A.J. Brown is the big place. It seems like Corey Davis gets a few more targets and all that. So, interesting. Well, they yeah, I mean, A.J. Brown, he fumbled away a touchdown, so he would have been even better. He was not that great, but he, he could have mm-hmm. – I know, but I'm saying he doesn't get as many targets as uh, – mm-hmm. uh, For more the receptions. They're about the, in the last. In the last uh, five games, he's been – or in the last six games, he's been four receptions, four receptions, one reception, four receptions, four receptions, I know, but that's receptions. the receptions. It's like the targets are about the same because AJ, you said A.J. Brown's more like a, a big play guy. Okay, I'm pretty let's sure look the at, targets have been about the same. Yeah, let me look at Corey Davis. Devontae Adams just quietly put up 29.1 again against Philly. Doug Peterson said he – Corey were Davis reports, is, There were reports he, that Doug Peterson is unhappy and may resign after the season, but if he doesn't, he could be on the hot seat. <laughs> we, we can still talk through it because it's not that loud. Baker uh-huh. Mayfield had a huge game against the Titans. This is so stupid to listen to. Kevin Stefanski is a guy. Kevin Stefanski is a guy who's not on the hot seat. And um, Baker Mayfield put up 29 against the bad Titans secondary. He's still not a starter. He had he's had a good game against Jacksonville previously, but um, whose coach Doug Marone is also on the hot seat. But, I mean, those are two really easy matchups. He's not a start, right? Chris, except in the easiest of matchups, like against the Jets. I can barely tell what you're saying because all I can hear is fireplace noises. Oh, really? Wait, no. Can, can you actually, can you hear me? Or I mean, yeah, I can, but it's kind of hard to. 
well, I guess I'll, I'll have to talk again. I, I, I won't play, okay. It stopped, good. Sorry about that, guys. I mean, you heard the part about Devontae Adams, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and Baker Mayfield. Were you, did you hear it when we were, that it was the hot seat for Adam Gase? I could hear it, like, enough. I just, like, your small words, I couldn't hear. Oh, I see, okay. Yeah, that, that's, that's fair. So, yeah, Baker Mayfield, I would say, like, I mean, he's probably startable in, like, the easiest of matchups. He's gotten uh-huh. 18 in the past two games, but against Jacksonville and Tennessee. So, in the easiest of matchups, he can be started. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of with that from a lot of different quarterbacks. So, uh, I mean, he's not really a guy that I think you need to have on your roster. And he's facing a tough Giants defense uh, coming up in two weeks. Let's go, Giants. Too good. We beat <laughs> the Giants are going to win the NFC East. Actually, they probably will. Yeah, they have a 70% chance to win. According to whom? I don't know. It's Ooh, just that's a tough according one. to one source. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start doing that whenever you mess up on the show. Kevin, why don't you, a, a why don't source. You, Kevin, what do you think the other uh, teams in the NFC East, what do you think their chances are? Can I, I don't need a number. Well, I think the Washington football team has it. the next best chance. Kevin, I don't need a number to describe their chances. I just need a sound effect. Oh, okay. Uh, the Giants. Well, I mean, the, I think the Giants will probably win it, but the Washington yeah. football team is the other team that's contending. Mm, I think they're out of it, especially since they're probably going to take a loss today to the Steelers. There's really no chance for them. I mean, the Steelers have – they haven't – I mean – But speaking they, of that, the like, Washington football like they team, haven't looked like fourth an, and a, one. They've got a fourth and one. To be an 11 – what? The Washington football team has a fourth and one here. What are they going to do? Uh, relax! We should be talking about the game play-by-play on the show. Mm. And a 52-yard run to the Washington 14. Was that the Steelers or the football team? The Steelers punted. What? Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, we're not going to be play-by-playing the game. They already know what's going to happen. They already know what happened. Patriots defense got 28. They shut out the Chargers. 27-15. Steelers won 27-15. Who? What? Steelers won 27-15. <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing. You guess we haven't recorded that when the game hasn't happened yet. You're just trying to predict it, eh? Mm-hmm. It's such yes. a stupid score. That means Steelers got nine field goals and Washington got five. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. Not necessarily, obviously. But the Patriots defense got 28 fantasy points against the... And they, I mean, they haven't been pretty shaky lately, but they got back on track. Shutting out the Chargers, 45 nothing. Who would have thought that in February the Patriots would win a game forty-five nothing and only throw for sixty-nine passing yards? Yeah, that's crazy. That's a tough one for the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> I won't overuse it, but these are going to be our two main sound effects for the podcast from now on. I won't sure. overuse it until I next episode. At overusing least. it <laughs> until, until next episode. Yeah, exactly. Ryan Tannehill got twenty-seven point five six against Cleveland. He's a start. He's a Top 12 option, a really good option as of late. Now he plays Jacksonville next week. That's a must start for him. Matthew Stafford got 26 against Chicago, which is impressive. And that locks him in as a start most weeks, I would say. And David Montgomery put up 25.1 against Detroit, even while not doing much throughout the second half. So, I mean, that's impressive. David Montgomery's looked a lot better. I mean, I think we may have been wrong about David Montgomery, Chris. It was more his offensive line. It's not that he's not a good runner. Mm, yeah, he's really found his groove lately, so it'll be interesting. I think he's going to be an interesting player to maybe draft next year. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if our ranking about David Montgomery was egregious, but I think our uh, explanation of his talent kind of was. Um, let's I see. I mean, we, it's such a small sample size. I don't know if you can say that yet. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I just thought of another use for the fire sound effect. Like if something's fire, like something's in, like Devontae Adams is 29.1. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move on to bust games. CEH, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. This is one of the guys that probably knocked you off the, out of the playoffs. I genuinely feel bad. If you started Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who was all set to go after overcoming his stomach bug to be heroic for fantasy playoffs on Sunday Night Football, and then he didn't get a touch. So sad. So sad. Yeah. CEH, no touches, zero fantasy points, knocked people out of the playoffs. Other people who were under five, Hunter Henry. That's one that's got to hurt. The Chargers. If you started Hunter Henry and Justin Herbert, you thought you had the stack. Wasn't, didn't, wasn't to be. Jerry Judy got shut out against, or got hit hard against a tough pass defense of Kansas City, being outplayed by Tim Patrick and KJ Hamler. Hayden Hurst didn't play too well against the Saints, which was kind of surprising. James White didn't play too well, which, I mean, I think he might be Rex Burkhead. I don't know if he's going to be as good as Rex Burkhead. Or, I mean, Rex Burkhead was really inconsistent, though, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah but Rex White Burkhead, will, I mean, he's insane. Rex Burkhead will kind of be the same as – or James White will be the new Rex Burkhead with Rex Burkhead out. No, there Todd is Gurley no Todd versus New Orleans. This is one where you should have not – like, come on, guys. You don't, don't be complaining about Todd Gurley, like, not doing anything against the Saints. It was the same last time. The Saints' run defense is so good. Philip Lindsay, though, he hasn't done anything for a while. I mean, it's time to think that maybe Melvin Gordon's, like – it, it, it's weird. Philip Lindsay and efficiency usually go together, but that's not happening lately. What's going on? Yeah, uh, it's very strange. It's kind of, Melvin Gordon. He's the inefficient one too. That's the funny part. Uh, he's been yeah. He's the one who's really to be underperforming though, which is shocking. I mean, considering what we know, I mean, we know he can do a lot, and it's just been weird to see. I don't think that this is anything that you need to worry about too much, and I don't think he should have been in your lineup prior, but. Definitely keep him out for now. If anything help happens to Melvin Gordon, though, then he's an interesting play, and we'll be talking about him a lot if he does. So here's my team, though, because the next guy on this list is Miles Sanders, who busted against uh, the Packers, who have a really bad run defense for 3.1. That's one that knocked you out of the playoffs. <laughs> but for me, I had Miles Sanders and James White, but I also had Darren Waller, who got 38.5. So it kind of evened out. I'm projected for like 123, but I think Mostert will exceed his projection of like 15.1 or whatever it is. So, I mean, I, I'm, I have a good chance to win. The other team I'm facing is pretty good and did well against me. And then also Austin Hooper, who's been too inconsistent to trust lately. He had a few good games earlier, but didn't Jarvis Landry have another good game this week? Mm, yeah, he had like a he had a very oh, yeah, solid game. He had game. a second straight great game. Jarvis Landry, I mean, he's really taken the over the Austin Hooper role. Giovanni Bernard, twelve carries for thirty yards. That's brutal against Miami too. Like Giovanni Bernard is no longer. We said I said to sit him last week. He can't be started. Just it, your Bernard owners like me are like praying that Mixon gets back versus Dallas next week because if he doesn't, I'm gonna have a tough decision and I might have to sit Gio depending on if my guys are healthy. Like, I have Geo and Miles Sanders. Oh, oh my gosh. At most, it's the only guy I like on my team. Mm-hmm. And Waller, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. Justin Herbert. He's another guy who knocked you out of your fantasy playoffs. <laughs> they all scored mm-hmm. under five. The, the, we can say this is a fluke for Justin Herbert and Hunter Henry, though, I think, right? Yeah, I think we can. That was Patriots a very... Team. Odd game. I was not expecting that at all. 
And the funny thing is, Keenan Allen actually put up like 7.5. So he didn't even totally bust. Keenan Allen mm-hmm. is so... That's like Keenan Allen in a game where you get shut up 45 nothing. You can get that? Like, Keenan, are you, Keenan Allen owners have got to be really... Like, that's his absolute worst floor right there. That's his, like, worst game ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the last Keenan one is... is it, it, he's, he really came on. I mean, we didn't... We always thought he was a little bit inconsistent, especially with Phillip Rivers, but now with Justin Herbert, he seems to be a very good option. This offense is going to be exciting next year. Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, and, uh, and Keenan Allen coming back after a year, they're going to be going high in fantasy drafts, and I'm going to be looking to get one of them. Keenan Allen's fantasy stock right now, and, like, everything that's going around, like, live feed of Keenan Allen right now. He's absolutely on fire. Mm -hmm. All right, anyway. um, Is this Giants team for real? That's the last uh, reaction question. They won with a backup quarterback, and Daniel Jones has been a lot better. I'd say they're for real. Like, the NFC East may actually not have a terrible team representing them in the playoffs. The Washington football team hasn't looked that bad either. They blew out the Cowboys. I think they have more of a chance than people think against the Steelers. But, I mean, yeah, the NFC East is sort of taking shape. It's just not a completely awful division. Just a pretty awful one. Uh, I mean, compared to every other division, well, the too gi- bad. The Giants, but the Giants actually, like, honestly, Giants. Calvin, if Daniel Jones continues to limit his turnovers, which is in his last three games, he hasn't had a single turnover – he has really good legs, and then this defense is playing incredible. Calvin, remember when everyone was criticizing that Leonard Williams trade? Uh, yeah. He had two and a half sacks. People are, like, all over him now. Like, he's looking like when he was a first-round pick and a top draft pick, he's looking like that guy right now. Like, the Giants traded nothing for a top, like, for a, a, a clear, like, a high-end first-round draft pick. That's what it's looking like right now. Yeah, I mean, like, D- Keenan Allen's on fire. The Giants, I don't I haven't actually heard this drop yet. But, or this sound effect yet, but Keenan Allen's on fire. The Giants, they're, they're, they're lighting the match right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was actually, that was striking the match. This is lighting the match. That was literally the exact same thing. What the? <laughs> 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 I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, that, those, the, we got them. We got our fire sound effects. We got our trombone sound effects. And we're going to move on to waiver wire. waiver wire all right these guys are owned in 40 percent or less of espn leagues our deep sleeper is owned in less than 10 percent of espn leagues and the number one waiver wire pick cam Akers. same as last week i am as my number one pick chris i'm as number three and he's still owned in less 40 percent or less less than 40 percent of espn leagues he had 22 touches last week he's had 14 or more fantasy points in both of his last two games i mean He's t- he seems to have actually maybe finally taken over the backfield. Maybe Sean McVay is seeing what I- we're seeing with Cam Akers. And, I mean, he's on fire right now. <laughs> the entire show. But Chris had him as his number three. I had him as my number one. So, I mean, that's kind of sad. I still told you to pick him up, so. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> we both came in at the same. But time. yeah, guys, best he's, ESPN he's... thirty for thirty ever. Giants one and seven come back to win the Super Bowl from the bad NFC East. Calvin, like basically all of their losses have been extremely close, except for one game against the Forty ers too. So like the Giants could actually be a good team. Yeah, I know. with the I way they're playing, they couldn't be. Like. But... This it, Giants team, members. I think they could. I think they're going to be the team that. <laughs> you can't stop talking about the Giants. Calvin, the Giants are going to be the team that you get to the playoffs, and you're going to be saying, 
I don't really want to play them, you know? That's going to be the team. You're not going to want to play the Giants. Just saying. <laughs> well, I mean, not if you're like the seven seed. Or, or we actually, no, the Giants would be playing the uh, five seed. Yeah, so. Well, they would be playing like a good team because this NFC West team, or I don't, I don't know, whoever the first wild card is, they're probably going to be pretty good. Giants Seahawks? But I mean, winning with a backup quarterback against the Seahawks was pretty impressive. I don't know what's yeah. wrong with the Seahawks. I think they, I, I think they could. They also, could. Chris, uh, I want it known that both of us on our second goal sports talk, sprtscastr.com slash sgsportstalk, follow that on Twitter at sgsportstalk. Um, we predicted the uh, Saints to win the Super Bowl. They've, and Sean Payton, 5-0 and last year with Teddy Bridgewater without Drew Brees. This year, he's 3-0 and without Drew Brees. Dang. He's doing well. Yeah, wait, why is Drew Brees, like, the problem? <laughs> yeah, they they undefeated 8-0 with Drew Brees. But, yeah, it, Falcons, Falcons, know. Broncos without a quarterback. That's not too tough of a schedule, though. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if we should be saying much here. Yeah, the second guy is Tim Patrick, who is absolutely on fire. Okay, okay. We're going to have to get, like, the counter for how many times Calvin plays this. Yeah, one, two, three. Um, yeah, Tim Patrick, only four targets last game. But it was, keep in mind, against a tough Chiefs secondary, they couldn't get too much going. They only scored 16 points in that game. He had two touchdowns, which proves he can be active in the red zone, which has been maybe one of his worries. He hasn't had the most touchdowns yet. But, I mean, his floor has been so solid. He keeps getting consistently six or seven targets, four or five catches. And he gets a, he's, has three, he's had 300-yard games this year. He's been, like, his fantasy point numbers have been, like, really solid. He's had double digits in six of the last eight games and half PPR and he's still not being added like he's in like oh, oh, he's available in like 75% of leagues he's my number two waiver wire pickup and he'll, he might just keep climbing and climbing I already have him on my team um actually mm-hmm. so yeah yeah I really like Tim Patrick right now uh but I agree with you here Calvin uh for my number one I had Cam Akers and I my number two I had Tim Patrick but then number three is where we start to differ uh I actually had Nelson Aguilar here you put Frank Gore on the list Yes, I put Frank Gore because he's going to be the lead back for at least one more game, and we know how running more important good running backs are. Like, if you're an owner of Miles Sanders and Giovanni Bernard, like I am, you probably need some help at running back. Um, And, yeah, maybe I'll actually – oh, no, Frank Gore is not, not available in my league, though. Or yeah, kind of stinks because I'm going to get Cam Akers. So. The, the, it kind of stinks that because Frank Gore has a concussion. But when he's been active, he's been solid. I think he's had – yeah, he scored double digits in each of the previous two games. He's gotten like 31 carries in those. He left the game after one carry with a concussion. So if he plays, he'll be the lead back for at least one more week. Well, Michael P. Ryan will miss at least one more week, maybe more. And, um, I mean, he, the Jets running backs were productive without him, but he should be the lead back when he comes back because he's been very, very good. And I, I didn't yeah. really realize this, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been solid. I mean, Ty Johnson had a very good game, so that might hurt him a little bit. That's why I didn't put him on my list, but uh, it's definitely a, a possible add. Or I did put him on my list, just at number four. That's what I meant. Yeah, so your number three, though, is different. Yeah, but my number three was Nelson Aguilar, and he's just getting consistent production. He just continues to put up points. He's a huge deep threat, and uh, Derek Carr likes to throw to him. He didn't have a great game, but I think that means that uh, it's going to be a good time to buy him, and you're not going to have to worry about too many people getting him. So go ahead and scoop him up before he does have a big game, and then he's all gone. He's a great player to have. Yeah, I have Nelson Aguilar as my number five guy. He's had 26 targets in his last three games, but ahead of him. We know people need tight end help. The three guys, like this is the thing about tight ends. The three guys, number one, two, three, and this has been firmly established. Travis Kelsey is in his own tier. Darren Waller, 
and TJ Hawkinson. That's the one, two, three. They've been tight ends one, two, three on the season. There's nobody who can touch them except Robert Tunyon, but that's partly because of his huge game earlier this year. I don't count. Like, those are the three tight ends that I can really rely on. Tunyon's been fine, but like, Chris, there's three tight ends that we can rely on. Three. That's, mm-hmm. that's scary. Dalton Schultz, though, he could start for your team. He's been getting consistent. Like, he had five catches last week, four catches the week before. He usually, like his classic stat line, four receptions, 36 yards, five receptions, 24 yards, gets a touchdown in there occasionally. He's averaged about, like, um, eight, eight or so points a game over the last, like, six or uh, over the last, like, several games. He's been averaging, like, a consistent eight. He's, I think, tight ends – oh, I – not sure. Tight end 13 on the season, I think it was. So, like, and that was including the beginning of the season when he wasn't always as productive. He's just been so consistent. And he's been a consistent back end tight end one. So, like, he should be owned. I put him on this list week after week and nobody picks him up. And then now Snagalar, like you said, he's your number three. He's my number five. But before we move on, let's go to your number five, who it's Adrian Peterson, who, I mean, you can explain. Yeah, and this is really for the playoffs. If you have someone like DeAndre Swift and, I mean, once you get to the playoffs, you need to have big play guys. And so if your guys, here's the thing, Calvin, you don't really need boom picks anymore for, for a lot of this. You need guys where if they get injured, you're, you're stepping in. But if you're already in the playoffs, you probably have a good enough team where you're not, like, looking to get some random guy like Frank Gore to start him. That's, I mean, I still have Frank Gore ahead because I think that, <laughs> Okay, that sounded really stupid. Right? Because I don't funny. think DeAndre Swift is going to get injured. But uh, if he does, Adrian Peterson is a great stash just because – I mean, he has so much potential. Potential, and uh, I just—I mean, that's what you're really back. looking for in the playoffs because you kind of have your lineup set. You're just looking for replacements in case something goes wrong. And Adrian Peterson is a great one to have. Yeah, I like it. It's just that I think um, Swift is coming back this week. If Swift doesn't come back, Peterson like flies on my list for sure. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. ahead of, uh, I don't know, like he's at least four. Um, my deep sleeper. And it's the same as last week. Darnell Mooney is still owned in less than 10% of ESPN leagues. Caught four of six targets for 43 yards last game. That's not that great. Target share was nice. But even Chicago was leading for most of the game. He's a deep sleeper. Don't, like, start him just yet. But it's playoff schedule. Houston, Minnesota, Jacksonville. That's his fantasy playoff schedule. I really like it. Then, Chris, your deep sleeper is Rashard Higgins. Yeah, uh, mine is Rashard Higgins. And he's only owned in 3.5% of leagues. But... Uh, especially with um, Baker Mayfield starting to come back on the rise. He might be tough to get, so it's not as deep. But uh, the fact that he's only owned in 3.5 means that he's going to be available in pretty much every single league. So make sure to scroll down. He might not be the highest, most projected, so you might have to dig for him a little bit. But uh, he's definitely a great ad to have. Baker Mayfield likes to throw to him, and he's found the end, and he found the end zone this week. Uh, that entire Browns offense just looked really good, so I think it's def- definitely a quality ad with uh, Richard Higgins. Mm-hmm. All right, well. I guess that's it. Um, yeah, roll the credits. Dun 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 Yeah. All right. If you have questions about fantasy football, you can contact us on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF at Chris underscore SGF, or um, or follow us on or and you can follow us on Twitter at SGF Pod for updates. And yeah, email us at secondgoalfantasygmail.com as well, like Twitter or the email, that's fine. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, though. Like I said, at Calvin underscore SGF, at Chris underscore SGF. Follow our live show at SGF Pod. Or no, follow our podcast at SGF Pod, our live show at SG Sports Talk. Go to sprtscastr.com slash SG Sports Talk or download the Sportscaster app. Follow us there at SG Sports Talk. Go to news.sportscaster.com slash author slash Calvin KSGF for my um, sports articles. I've only written one for them so far, but 
and uh, I'll, more should be coming soon. I also write, it go to follow at LB underscore sports talk on Twitter, click on the link in the description, or you can just click on the link in the description if you don't have Twitter. And then you can find my articles there. I write uh-huh. two a week for Luke Brown sports talk and his website, which is, it's actually like, I mean, I was, I'm not kidding. Like this isn't even an advertisement. He didn't ask me to say this or anything. I went on there and I was blown away because it's really well designed. I mean, he uses Wix for it. So hashtag not a sponsor, but Wix that looked like a good designing site and he did a good, really good job with his site. So I really liked how it looked. And uh, that's why I'm proud to say I write for it. So um, yeah, that's, or I guess, is there anything else? You can go to sites.google.com slash view slash second goal fantasy to find those articles. Although I'd recommend you check out Luke's site because he has articles about all sports on there as well. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, you can um, email uh, our live show at second goal sports talk at gmail.com with questions or just contact us on Twitter, you know, at calendar underscore SGF at Chris underscore SGF. Um, that's about it. And uh, now you may applaud. Oh, no, 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 no. Shoot, I forgot to share my screen. I had an applause sound. Okay, wait, you, you applaud first, Chris. Four claps. Thank you very much, Chris. And now, the rest of you may applaud. All right, thank you, thank you. you uh, that played, right? Yes, it did. Okay, good. Thank you for listening, everyone. This was a fun episode. We've got a bunch of new sound effects for us. And uh, we'll see you next time.